three, two, one. Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 411. Welcome in. It is a Monday. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know. I feel like I reference it every week. It is very difficult to turn around content on a Monday. The last 48 hours have been all day watching football on Saturday, all day watching football on Sunday. Here we are. Let's talk about NFL Week 10. It'll be a short episode, but hey, no problem. Tomorrow there'll be another episode, then another episode on Wednesday. Uh, I want to start today with a cool little announcement. I've got a lifelong dream I've never shared. I always wanted to do this. I am debating a turkey. What does that look like? You can find out next week. I am participating in the High Sense Turkey Bowl. Next Monday on November 22nd, I am putting out a video making my Thanksgiving Day picks. Now, the turkey I am debating has a name. His name is Mr. Jermaine Birdbrain Gobblestone. Uh, this is all happening because Hisense is sponsoring this episode. Hisense makes TVs. They have the Hisense U6 ULED TV, uh, the ultimate big game TV. I actually have a Hisense TV. I bought it myself. Right now, Hisense is running a 100-day no-regrets guarantee. I have no regrets. I love my TV. It's fantastic. I'm using it right now. It's actually my part-time computer monitor. It's I use it for literally everything. I watch games on it. I watch... Uh, TV and movies on it. I play video games on it. I love my Hisense TV. And they didn't ask me to say that, by the way. they We did a sponsorship, and I'm like, I, I need a TV. I'll buy, I'll buy one. I bought it. It's great. And the reason why they're sponsoring the show is because I'm like, yeah, they legit have a good product. I'll talk about that on my show because I don't take sponsorships from companies I don't really like. I love Hisense. They're a great company. Uh, they've been great behind the scenes, and they make a fantastic TV. Now, right now, again, I mentioned it a minute ago. Hisense is running a 100-day no-regrets guarantee. That offer has just been extended through the rest of the year. So Hisense is confident in their product. So confident, in fact, that for 100 days after buying, if you decide you don't love it, they will give you your money back a full refund. If you're in the market for a new TV, check out the U6 ULED Hisense TV. Again, I have one. They didn't ask me to say that. They didn't ask me to buy one. I needed one. I bought it. I love it. It's great. I recommend Hisense. Uh, also, you can go check out the Hisense USA Instagram account. There's all kinds of fun stuff going on there for the Turkey Bowl voting. You can pick winners, and there's a bunch of debates going on. Joe McHale's over there doing stuff. Go check out the Hisense USA Instagram account. Now let's talk about NFL Week 10. On Sunday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Raiders 41-14, to an inverse score. Uh, here's the story. Kansas City had the best game on offense they've had all year. They were executing at such a high level against the Raiders. Here's the thing about Kansas City's offense. They do so many different things well. Uh, they're, they kind of remind me of watching like Oklahoma or any other Big Ten college football team because they do so many different things. And I mean, they're, they're so creative and fun to watch. When Kansas City gets stopped on offense, it's not because the defense usually is doing anything to stop them. It's because Kansas City is getting in their own way. And watching Sunday Night Football was the first time all year where I feel like we saw the Kansas City offense we saw when Mahomes won the MVP. Like, oh, back to business. Enough of the nonsense. No more getting in your own way. No more beating yourself. No more boneheaded mistakes. Kansas City just executed at a really high level and dominated. Their offense was fantastic. Patrick Mahomes, their quarterback, was 35 for 50 passing with 406 yards, five passing touchdowns. And again, like, 
every week I watch Kansas City, I go like, more nonsense, more boneheaded plays. And uh, finally, they got rid of the dumb mistakes, and that is why they dominated in this game. Again, in theory, if KC executes, there's nothing a defense can do because they are so capable. They have so many things they can do. Uh, they had a really cool play where Blake Bell literally ran a quarterback sneak. Like They do all kinds of crazy stuff every week. Like You watch them play, and you're like, uh, I didn't know they had that in their playbook, and I don't think the defense had any idea it was in their playbook. They just pull all kinds of stuff out. They're hard to defend. Now, I will say uh, I, I've been very... I've been praising Kansas City for this game so far in this topic. I do want to add Patrick Mahomes had two interception-worthy throws. The Raiders had two interceptions in their hands that they dropped. One was a bad decision. It was a deep ball into coverage. Should have been picked off right around the goal line, if I remember correctly. Bad decision. Should not have been thrown, uh, throwing the ball into double coverage. Now, one of the interception-worthy throws Patrick Mahomes had was not really his fault. It was simply just a great play by the defense. Uh, Casey Hayward, the Raiders corner, made a ridiculous break on the ball. Like, I don't even think that was his area to defend. He just saw what was coming and broke hard and left his position and broke hard and knocked the ball down. He almost picked it off. Uh, so even though he had two interception-worthy throws, I really think Patrick Mahomes only had one truly bad play all game. Like, Mahomes mostly got the ball out of his hands very, very quickly. He was throwing the ball away, which is huge progress all year. He's been forcing it, trying to play hero ball. Multiple times, just threw the ball away. There's nothing there. I'm like, ah, great. Patrick, live to see another day. And it was just a great performance by Patrick Mahomes. He was refined. He looked good. And that is the first time all year we've really seen Patrick Mahomes play at the level we know he's capable of. And he looked like an MVP last night. I don't know if he can keep it going all year. But if that's how they're going to play the rest of the year, Kansas City's dangerous. We know they're dangerous. But um, like I said, it's the first time all year. They haven't beat themselves. And when they execute, man, they put up 41 points and can dominate you. Now, the Raiders are sad to watch. Uh, the Raiders this year, off the field stuff, kind of <sighs> derailed their year. Lose their coats, lose a couple players. It's hard to overcome the stuff that the Raiders have been through this year. Uh, now, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr had two horrible throws like I I don't know I, I think it was desperation Derek Carr's losing a lot he wants to make a play it's something I don't I don't I can't defend I don't even understand it I, I don't know if I talked to Derek Carr today he'd probably be like yeah I don't know what I was doing either because he made a couple throws where he was just like late and launching the ball deep over the middle into dangerous territory nothing's really open uh he's getting hit as he throws like you, you never ever want to just put the ball up in the air over the middle of the field <laughs> like that's that's bad always unless it's a Hail Mary and he threw like two Hail Mary type throws uh one went basically straight not straight up in the air but like a moon ball way high up in the air got picked off another one somehow it just landed in the middle of the field did not get picked off but uh I, I thought that Derek Carr I like Derek Carr had two horrible horrible interception or not interception Horrible decision throws where he's just like, that's not a good throw. I don't know what you're doing there. I don't know why you made that decision. I don't think you can defend that throw. And uh, if I'm going to, I just, I had to mention that. I'm like, I don't know what Derek Carr's doing there. No, I still got to say, I would love to see what Derek Carr could do on a great roster someday. Like, what could Derek Carr achieve with a bunch of help? I see Tom Brady in Tampa with a, a ton of great receivers around him. I see Dak Prescott in Dallas has... Great weapons everywhere. Great offensive line. Good running. Like, I we've never seen Derek Carr play on a team like that. And my fear is that Derek Carr's career trajectory 
is going to go the way of Matthew Stafford, where Matthew Stafford, the former Lions quarterback for years, was on a bad football team with a bad roster and never really was given a chance to achieve at a high level because he was pulled down by everything around him. And this year, we're seeing Matthew Stafford with the Rams. He plays on Monday Night Football tonight. We get to see, huh, like, wow, when he has help, he's really good. And I, I would love to see what Derek Carr is capable of on a good football team. It felt like this year the Raiders were building to that. You know, they had a bunch of young players. New, you know, had John Gruden, and Gruden left. Henry Ruggs gets arrested, kills someone. Like, it's horrible what happened. It's, it's really, truly horrible. And it, it, one thing there that's sad is that we, we're never really going to get to see at least what they were building come to its full potential. Because I thought that what the Raiders were building early this year, they were 3-0, and and... I was like, man, maybe we're finally going to see Derek Carr on a good football team, like have a ton of help, and that'd be really fun. And now it feels like um, the Raiders are just sliding, and they've lost all momentum. And hope. I mean, frankly, like this team doesn't look like a team that has a lot of um, – when you don't know what your future is, like you, you, you don't know the plan, and you are not feel like you're headed in a great direction, it's hard to – execute at a high level and I, I think and that that works for anywhere in life if you're not sure what's next for you uncertainty can really really throw you off and I feel like the Raiders look like a team that lost all their momentum isn't really sure about their future and doesn't know where they're headed and that's a mess I feel really really bad for Derek Carr for Raider fans um and, and also like I I'm just kind of sad because I thought what the Raiders were building and heading towards was pretty cool and it all fell apart uh this year Due to stuff off the field. Now, the next two games for the Raiders are they play Cincinnati and then they play Dallas. Right now, the Raiders are five and four. I think in two weeks from now, they will likely be five and six. I do not feel good about the Raiders and where they're headed right now. I just, I honestly, I look at them every time I watch them play, it makes me very, very sad. Now, there are three things that are worth noting I want to mention. Kansas City running back Daryl Williams had a ridiculous touchdown catch. He basically posterized uh, Raider safety John Abram. Uh, he just stole a jump ball away from John Abram. And, and Abram is a better run defender than coverage guy, but that was bad. It was bad coverage, great catch. You never really see a running back make a Calvin Johnson level catch where you like steal the ball from a defender in the end zone. And make It was just a ridiculous play that was totally... Kansas City didn't need it, by the way. They were already dominating with Patrick Mahomes' fifth touchdown. And you're like, wow, what a what a play by Darrell Williams. Now, also on a fourth and seven, number two, fourth and seven, Kansas City ran a really cool fake uh, punt pass where the, the punter catches a snap, does a great hitch route for like 10 yards, get a first down. I just wanted to mention that because Tommy Townsend threw a beautiful pass. That uh, was fantastic, well executed. Uh, again, it's also worth noting, I, I, I talk about this I talked about this earlier in the topic, but the play design in Kansas City is always so creative. Again, it reminds me so much of Oklahoma or other Big 12 teams where they just do all kinds of crazy stuff. And even though that's not necessarily part of their offensive play design with Patrick Mahomes and stuff, that was still like a gutsy call. I loved it. And what a great throw uh, by Tommy Townsend for the first down on fourth and seven. Like you don't see that very often and it was perfectly executed. And the third thing I want to talk about here, uh, Raiders new receiver, Deshaun Jackson, made his Raiders debut. Uh, he had one catch, one catch for 38 yards, and he fumbled. Catches the ball. It's a great, it's a 
a big play, 38 yards, and the ball gets knocked out. He fumbles. It was kind of an analogy for the Raiders' whole year so far. They had a good start, and then an implosion happened. And I was so excited. Like Deshaun Jackson, I thought, never could quite, for some reason, figure it out in L.A. Him and Matthew Stafford were on the same page, but it was clear, like, Deshaun Jackson still has speed. He can still blow the top off a of defense. And I'm like, well, he's not Henry Ruggs. Uh, he, Henry Ruggs is 22 and has a, you know, had a future with the Raiders. And now you got Deshaun Jackson, who'll be 35 in December. So there's no future there really long term. But I'm like, hey, what can he add to this offense? And he did a couple times clear out people vertically. But uh, the one time he did have an opportunity to make a big play, he made the catch and then fumbled the ball away. And, uh, just mm, what a great analogy, again, for the Raiders' year. A good start with an implosion afterward, and that is how the Raiders' year has gone so far. By the way, I feel like, you know, I, I've mentioned Henry Ruggs' name a couple times. I, I feel like, is it weird to talk about it? Like, I don't know. I mean, it is part of the Raiders' past as they had this young receiver who was exciting and was kind of making progress and then threw his life away. I'm probably not going to mention him a lot the rest of the year because I, I know that I'm uncomfortable talking about it. And uh, I, I just, it's like weird. It feels weird to mention him. Like he's unmentionable, but it is, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I may, Maybe a question for the audience. Is it weird to talk about him? Is that horrible? I did see that. Uh, so the woman he killed, Al Davis, uh, no, Al Davis, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders went to her funeral, which is a very uh, cool gesture. And uh, I saw a TikTok about it. I forget. I, I'll, Maybe put a link in the description or something. Some guy made a TikTok and pointed out that it's like so easy to be kind. And Al, uh, Mark, I want to say Al. It's, all, it's always, it's not Al. Al Davis was his dad. Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, um, went out of his way to go to that funeral. And yeah, it's a cool gesture. Just a, like a, a cool thing to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, the Raiders in general are very, very sad right now. Okay, let's dive a little more into NFL Week 10. I already talked about the Chiefs and Raiders game on Sunday Night Football, but there are eight more things I found noteworthy that I want to talk about. Number one, the Jets. Uh, the Jets quarterback controversy is over before it ever really began. I said that, well, if you know Mike White making his, he was making his third NFL start, Jets quarterback, uh, and his second NFL start, he got hurt almost immediately. He had one drive, really, and then left the game, so... This was our second true opportunity to see Mike White play. And uh, it was a big stinker. And I said, hey, if Mike White plays great, the quarterback controversy is going to continue in New York. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Mike White did not play well. And I was hoping for that. I wanted chaos. I wanted like, oh, we're, are, are the Jets going to have to decide between Zach Wilson, the second overall pick? And a no-name guy, Mike White. Like, can Mike White play good again and keep that conversation going? Unfortunately, for chaos, uh, which I was rooting for, it did not happen. The Bills beat the Jets 45-17. to Mike White was 24 for 44 passing. 251 yards, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Awful, 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 brutally bad. Mike White did not do any of the things that he did well in his first NFL start two weeks ago. It's been two weeks, a ton of hype built up since he last played, you know, a real full game against the Bengals. And he gave a quote he probably shouldn't have, where he said he should have been the number one overall pick. And it seemed like he felt the need to live up to that quote when you watched him play on Sunday. He did not take what the defense gave him 
at all. He forced a ton of throws into coverage. It was just like, man, what are you doing? So uh, there will be no debate. The Mike White fiasco is over. And uh, Zach Wilson is the guy for the Jets. They're heavily invested in him. In him. He's the number two overall pick. He's very, very talented. And uh, yeah, that, that fun, brief storyline, it's a little flicker that we will probably forget very soon because Mike White uh, did terrible and he will now get buried on the Jets roster. Now, I, I want to mention this. The Jets, in the last four games, their defense has given up 54 points, 31 points, 45 points, and then 45 points again to the Bills on Sunday. That is awful. And quarterback situation aside, you're not going to win games when your defense is playing that horribly, giving up that many points. And uh, I mean, part of that is because their quarterback was giving the ball away over and over again. But then it goes from the quarterbacks giving the ball away, giving the other team more opportunities, making it harder for your defense. And then it gets into, well, now we're down by so many points. Your quarterback is making more and more risky throws to try to keep your team in the game. And so, uh, look, defense and offense work together. They have to. And right now the Jets defense is not doing any of their quarterbacks any favors. And uh, it's just, it's not good. And, and Robert Sala was, was, he is a defensive-minded head coach. He was the 49ers defensive coordinator last year. It is not working right now for the Jets defense. And uh, I saw something where, like, in the last four games, and this is true, I, I, I remember this clearly. In 2000, the Ravens gave up 165 points the entire year. That, that's the legendary Ravens defense. Now, <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, in the last four games alone, the Jets have given up 175 points. Ten more points than the Ravens gave up in the entire year during the 2000 season. Awful, awful stuff going on right now with the Jets in New York. Number two, in Cam Newton's not only first game back in Carolina, but first game of his entire year, Cam had two touchdowns, and the Panthers beat the Cardinals 34-10. to Now, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray did not play, neither did receiver DeAndre Hopkins, uh, plus running back Chase Edmonds on the IR. Both of the guards on the Cardinals offensive line were out, but... Nonetheless, it's a very cool story. Cam Newton, in his first game back in Carolina, dominates. And uh, it's not a shock Arizona lost, but it's, again, a very cool story for Carolina. Panthers quarterback Cam Newton did not play a ton. They just re-signed him. Remember, he was in New England for a, couple, for a while. And, uh, after you know, the Panthers cut him. He goes to New England. Then he comes back after not having a job for a while when Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold got hurt. Cam did not play a ton in this game. But remember, he's learning a new system. He just got, got there. But despite a limited role, he was effective when he played. He was three for four passing for eight yards and a touchdown. Plus, he ran the ball three times for 14 yards and another touchdown. In fact, on his first run of the entire year and his first throw of the entire year, Cam Newton had a touchdown on both situations. That's very, very cool. Basically, the Panthers use Cam Newton in a short yardage slash you know, goal line package and it worked very, very well. Cool to see he's making an impact. Uh, former XFL star P.J. Walker. I loved him. Played for the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, Carolina's, he was Carolina's main quarterback in this game. He had one interception, but a good day. Otherwise, he was 22 for 29 passing with 169 yards. I thought, you know, he had, a, had an interception where the, not a good throw, but I, I thought, honestly, he was a very, it was a very efficient day where he played pretty clean and, I mean, I, I think that's 
better than a lot of the performances that Sam Darnold's had this year, unfortunately. Now, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey had 13 carries for 95 yards. He also had 10 catches for 66 yards. Like, it, it's just kind of amazing how much they, production they get out of Christian McCaffrey. Like, they find every way in the world to use him, and McCaffrey is so versatile and can do so many different things. It was a good performance all around. But the star of this game, undoubtedly, in my opinion, was Cam Newton. Even though he didn't do a lot. He didn't play a ton of plays, but he had an impact when he did. And Cam had a fantastic post-game interview. I'm not a religious man. He praised uh, God heavily. But then he said that he's a he's happy to be a contributor on this team. I thought he showed a lot of humility there. He said, you can't make up, you can't even make up a lie this good. He was basically trying to say, like, in reference to having two touchdowns and a big win in his first game back in Carolina after re-signing, like, to have an impact and win the way they did, to him, he's like, you can't even write a script this good. This is such a cool thing that happened. And he said there's a lot of work ahead, which is true. But the Panthers right now, interesting conversation. Like, can they keep their year alive? And I watched the interview Cam Newton gave after the game on Sunday. And I thought of former Panthers starting quarterback Sam Darnold. Sam is out hurt. Uh, when he got hurt, he was not playing well. They traded for him in the offseason. He was supposed to be their next franchise quarterback. He really has not developed into that. I was hoping for that. I wanted that. It hasn't worked. And honestly, Sam and Cam is kind of fun. Like, they got similar names. I don't know that Sam can handle having Cam in the locker room. Cam's personality is a dominating force. He's likable. He just won. He had two touchdowns. I believe Sam is going to lose the locker room. Now, uh, Cam has to play well, but man, that was a great start for him. And that locker room looked hungry to rally around Cam Newton there, both uh, old and new starting quarterback. Uh, I just, interesting to follow, like Cam Newton might once again become the Panthers franchise quarterback, which is interesting. And I don't, I, it's cool to see. I like Cam. I, I really think it's, it's fun to see that. Now, uh, one other fun storyline here with this is that about Cam, by the way, in 2011, Cam's rookie year, he made his NFL debut on the road for the Panthers in Arizona. And it's kind of fun. Ten years later, 2021, he made his NFL return for the Panthers in Arizona. What a just really cool thing to see. And I had a blast watching Cam Newton this weekend. Love to see it. You love to see Cam do well. He's in, He's smiling. He's having fun. Like, uh, say what you want about the guy. Dude loves football. And that makes me love him because uh, we can both agree that football is fantastic. And when you watch a guy like Cam enjoying himself playing the game, it's hard to not smile at that. Number three, the Lions and the Steelers tied 16-16 to uh, in all of overtime. Neither team could score. It was ugly. It was bad. Oh, man. Uh, the Steelers were playing without their starting quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. And I, I'm sad because I thought I predicted the Lions to win. I'm like, hey, finally, the Lions are going to win a game this year. And it's funny. I made my prediction before Big Ben was announced to not be playing. So I was like, oh, wow. I, got, I, I thought I just got handed like a really good opportunity to look very smart. And and the, the Lions, even without the Steelers starting quarterback playing, could not figure out how to win the game. And if the Lions can't win a game like Sunday. I don't know what game they're going to win. I mean, I they've had so many opportunities this year. And, and this was a huge missed opportunity of so many other missed opportunities the Lions have had this year. They're currently 0-8-1 right now after the tie. 
Now, they have a couple chances the rest of the year, I think, to win a game. Uh, you have week 14, they play on the road at Denver. Then you play week 16 on the road at Atlanta. Those are two winnable games. Maybe the Lions win week 18 if Green Bay will rest their starters going into the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, it's also true. I mean, the NFL is weird, right? Every once in a while, like maybe they beat a really good team. You just never know what to really expect from the NFL. Like the Lions have been close a couple times, but I just was so disappointed that I thought they were handed a magnificent opportunity to win a football game on Sunday. And the Lions couldn't do it. They tried. They tried. Man, they, they pushed that game to overtime. And they didn't lose, I guess, but they didn't win. They tied. Of course they did. Of course they did. I'm not a Lions fan, but I, I really was interested in what the Lions were doing this year. And, man, it, it has not been good at all in Detroit this year. Number four, let's talk about Denver. Last week during NFL Week 9, the Denver Broncos dominated the Dallas Cowboys. They won 30-16, to 16, but they were up 30 to nothing with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, Denver dominated Dallas last week. Kind of fun. Denver dominated DDD. Denver dominated Dallas. And I said, well, hey, are, are the Broncos making progress? Or is that win a fluke? And I'm like, well, we'll find out. So during NFL Week 10, Denver fell back to reality. Wah, wah, wah. The Eagles beat the Broncos 30-13. to 13. In fact, it was a worse score than the way the Broncos beat Denver last week. Philly ran the ball for 214 yards. Uh, Eagles rookie receiver Devontae Smith had two touchdown catches. And Denver's now 5-5. Five and five. So that brief flicker of a storyline, oh, maybe Denver's good now. Maybe they're turning things around. No, no, they're not. No, 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 no. No, no, Denver's 5-5. Five and five. And uh, I, I'm pretty... I'm pretty disappointed in how the Broncos' year is going. It's just, like, not been good and, and very, very frustrating. Number five, the Dallas Cowboys dominated the Falcons 43-3. to It was a great win for Dallas, coming off of a bad loss last week to Denver. And uh, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn used to be the head coach of the Falcons. Last year, he got fired. And so, in this game, it felt like, hey, Dan Quinn got his revenge. It was cool to see. It appeared like he used his knowledge of the Falcons quarterback, his former quarterback, Matt Ryan, to make Matt Ryan suffer. Oh my gosh, Matt Ryan. Uh, he was 9 for 21 passing. Had 117 yards, which is pretty good for 9 completions. But he had 2 interceptions. It was ugly. They scored 3 points all day. And then the backup quarterback came in for the Falcons, Josh Rosen. Hey, remember that guy? Josh Rosen! He's still the NFL! He was one for six passing. He also had an interception. It was a completely dominating win by the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, good to see it for them to come back and, and bounce back after a really bad loss during NFL Week 9. Number six, the Patriots destroyed the Cleveland Browns 45-7. to Remember that the Patriots head coach Bill Belichick used to coach in Cleveland. He got fired, and every time the Patriots play Cleveland, he punishes them. The Patriots, by the way, now are 6-4. and four. Uh, they've won four games in a row. I've been saying this, and I think other people are starting to agree with me. New England looks like a playoff team. They're playing very good football. Mac Jones, their young rookie quarterback, gets better and better every week. He's the real deal against the Browns. Mac Jones, what a great performance. A efficient, clean, really high-level play. He was 19 for 23, 
with 198 yards and three touchdowns. The Patriots have found the replacement to Tom Brady. It was not Jimmy Garoppolo, as he probably thought it would be a couple years ago for Bill Belichick. But now they have Mac Jones, and it is a home run. He's fantastic. Uh, also, it's kind of funny, like, Mac Jones even looks like Tom Brady. Like, the way they play, they're like, it's just, it's the Patriots of old. They run the ball well. Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson had uh, 100 yards rushing. They play great defense. I mean, I just, the Patriots are back to what they once were with Tom Brady. They're a, a team dominating with, you know, really good, efficient play, running the ball well, playing good defense, playing very clean football, and doing the little things right. So the Patriots of old are back, and uh, they're, they're up to the old shenanigans dominating bad football teams. Number seven, it's worth mentioning, uh, the Colts won again. The Colts beat the Jaguars 23-17 this week. The Colts are now 5-5. Five and five. They've won four of their last five games. Uh, that's after a 1-4 start. Uh, the Colts are rebounding. It's kind of cool. And I'm interested to see whether or not the Colts can make a playoff push. They've had injuries and bad luck early on in the year. But it's it's pretty cool to see the Colts at 5-5 five and five right now. Based on the way they started the year and the way that I, I had high expectations. They started the year horribly. To now be 5-5 five and five is a win and very, very cool. They got a couple tough games ahead. The, the Colts play, the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, and the Cardinals. I am curious if they can actually make a playoff push. But I'm hoping so. And uh, I, I really want to see what the Colts can do the rest of the year. Uh, now, number eight, there's news this morning. Washington beat Tampa this week. But Washington defensive end Chase Young towards ACL. He's out for the year. Now, uh, kind of the narrative is going to shift now for him. He, he's out for the year. He's going to have to try to rehab and get back next year. It's very sad. He won the defensive rookie of the year last year in 2020. And there's not much more to say than it's just kind of sad. Chase Young a really good stud young player in the NFL is now out for the year. And uh, Washington's having a bad year. They beat Tampa. It's kind of a cool moment for them. But um, man, oh, man, what a what a horrible loss for the Tampa, for the, geez, the Washington football team. Can anybody hear the freaking, what are they doing outside? I don't think anyone can hear it, but it's like, like I hope the mic can't pick it up. It's been going the entire episode. And I'm like just trying to push through and record. But, like, the guy's right outside my window, just, like, blowing a, a leaf blower or something. I don't know what he's – it's like, why does this have to happen? I, like, I, I swear to God, this city waits till I'm recording. They're like, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna make a bunch of loud, really annoying noises right as you sit down to record. I'm not – I had to start the show, like, four times because there was – I guess it's just what happens when you live in the city. There was a – first, a fire truck. Then there was a – a supersonic jet. I mean, we have, we have, I live in Honolulu, Hawaii, so we have a bunch of military here, and they were doing like military flyovers. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it's not a foot, I'm, I'm not bear, I'm not a bears game at Soldier Field. Like, we don't need a flyover right now. <laughs> it's so loud. And then uh, there was something else too. Oh, there was the, the trash guy I was like banging on the, the, the dumpster a bunch. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to do my job. And the sounds outside will not stop. They just persist. They just keep coming and coming and coming. It's relentless, the noise the city will make. Uh, anyway, I guess I got to listen back and make sure that my Panther segment wasn't ruined by the leaf blower. Uh, but if it wasn't, I love you. I appreciate it. I guess you'll never know because I'll just re-record it and insert it back in. But I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day. Uh, I will see you tomorrow. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Uh, and check out Hisense, the U6 ULED TV Hisense. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode I uh, love you. I appreciate you. Hope you have a great day. But um, bam, we are done.